This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you v- say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same Just thing. Just say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi, uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get out of, get out of, uh, get out of gentlemen's clubs. Oh. None like those. Oh, hey, I'm ready for Mickey Mouse now. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> yeah. All right, those kitties means it's hour two of The Center and the Saints. A beautiful Saturday morning in the Rose City. Oh, it's crisp. Leaving the game last night, traffic is in an absolute standstill. Nobody really seems to care. It's horns honking and jubilation. Just talking, uh, <clears throat> went, with the, uh, went with the boss to the game last night. The big boss. Big boss. And uh, I just looked over at her and I go, you imagine the different feel it would have been had the Blazers lost that game? I mean, every overtime period you go, successive overtime, it just gets more and more tense, and like the feeling in the building just got, uh, you know, kind of more and more palpable. I could not imagine how different it would have been had they lost that game. It was just one of those things, and, and you, you said this earlier in the first hour when we were talking about it. Uh, but you think it took the legs out of out, all the wind out of the sails for the Nuggets, kicked their legs out from under them, and they're done for the series. You still, you, you feel like they're going to come back with at least a punch tomorrow, or is it just? I, I mean, they'll come back with a punch, and it'll be early on, and they'll, of course, kind of rally, and, you know, I, I'm sure they'll shoot pretty well in the first quarter, maybe even the first half, but I, I'm telling you, man, after a game like this, I mean, obviously, both teams are completely exhausted. You know, we have Enos Cantor, who uh, I got a push notification on my phone that said he is going to be able to play in game four, uh, even though he separated his shoulder again and put it back, uh, <laughs> like, in the first OT, but... You know, there's a difference when you win the game and when you lose the game and stuff like this. And there's also a difference between the regular season where you could have a game like this and then maybe go on a road trip and just take rest, take a game off and then kind of gather your stuff together. And the playoffs where, no, you need to be 100 percent again because the other team has won the game, now has momentum. And, oh, by the way, they still have home court advantage. So uh, to me, I would be extremely surprised if the Nuggets could dig themselves out of this hole. This is, I mean, 
what, this is one of the youngest teams in the league. They're already coming into a playoff series with a lot of inexperience. You need savvy veteran guys to kind of pick you up after stuff like this. You know, Paul Millsap's probably telling them right now that, you know, I've been through these situations quite a bit with Utah. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know what you do. What's, I don't. What's your feel for this Denver team? Because they're, they're, not, they're not unlikable. You know, I mean, obviously they're they're the opponent in this series, and I think Jokic is uh, is kind of becoming a little bit of the villain. You see him shoulder check into Cantor's bad shoulder. He has that push uh, that ended up kind of starting that little tussle with the Tory Craig thing. But man, being one of the younger teams, I think they're a legit two seed. Where I think a lot of people coming into the playoffs, you didn't really get the feel for it. Uh, that's a really good basketball team, but you do see a little bit of the inexperience, but. Man, I'd be okay if this ends up becoming a little bit of a rivalry over the next couple of years. I I, I enjoy watching uh, the games, and, and game one, both teams played really well. Obviously, Denver won that one. The last two games have been a little bit sloppy, but, man, they've been entertaining. Yeah, I mean, this has been just kind of a, a, a heavyweight fight, and somebody said it on the Better Utah text line, 55305. This thing has just been a complete heavyweight battle and you can see it through the score i mean obviously not the score last night but that was 4 ot uh the score in game three i don't think either team eclipsed 100 so i mean two yeah yeah Yeah. i'm sorry game two and uh you know i i just i feel like this is like going back to those 90s battles where you had like in the eastern conference with the knicks and the bulls and you know those kind of low scoring games where again it just came down to who was more talented it came down to who do you trust more with the ball late in the game michael jordan it's Michael Jordan or John Starks who, you know, that's the best offensive weapon they had at the time at guard. So, I I mean, yeah, this would be cool if it became a rivalry, but I think also both of these teams are at the same trajectory right now uh, in terms of their superstars, which is they have guys who can elevate them up to about this level, but they don't break that top five range. That's a good visual for the radio. Uh, Put his hands at his shoulders, then put them over his head. For anybody that was listening on the radio and not watching the uh, simulcast we don't have going on anywhere. It's right about over there. Yeah. It's just kind of in this area here. And you'll notice from the replay that we've got going. Ooh, move your finger a bit the other way. <laughs> That's not right. Um, you've got Rockets and um, the, what are they called? The Warriors uh, playing game three today. That's the only game that you've got on. I mean, are you are you... Are you happy to project ahead? I mean, is the ceiling for this Blazers team just getting to a Western Conference Finals? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even I... even with the support players and what they've done. I mean, the last two games, you've got you've got these, you know, okay performances from Damian Lillard. I mean, certainly not great in game two, 14 points. Last night he ended up having 28, but you play, like you said, four extra periods. Uh, so it wasn't like Dame at any point in these games took over. He had the big shot, I think, in the second overtime. But, I mean, your role players are stepping up. You've got a lot of guys with confidence. You know you can lean on Rodney Hood a little bit more. CJ's yeah. playing as, as as well as he has uh, in a playoff run. If if Cantor can keep going out, every time he goes out with his bad shoulder, he still performs really well. So, yeah. so nothing's giving you any confidence going into it. Is that kind of a black mark on the NBA where it's like, you've got all these teams that are just about there, but they have no chance. Well, I just wanted to check real quick. Has somebody found out how to stop Kevin Durant yet? Uh, yeah, hit him with a car. Oh, well, short of hitting him with a car. Oh, no, uh, no. Kevin Durant this I mean, he's been doing this the last, what, three or four years in the playoffs, which is just basically give me the ball 
we're, we're going to get into bad situations in the third quarter. And then once it starts to be the, I mean, it hasn't been the situation with the Rockets, but it kind of was with the Clippers um, in the first round. Yeah. Because <laughs> they kind of needed him to do that. And there was actually a really great headline this morning that said, uh, the uh, Warriors need Kevin Durant more than Kevin Durant needs the Warriors. And that's, that's very, that's very apparent right now if you watch those games, which is the Warriors dig themselves into a hole and they basically throw the ball to Durant and go, dude, dig us out of this. We yeah. Need I don't know who the hell matches up with Kevin Durant on our side. I guess uh, Aminu. I'll, I yeah. guess Aminu. Mo Harkless. I mean, do you see what they do? You see what they were doing last night uh, in in the Mo Harkless uh, Aminu uh, covering the pick and roll. I mean, they were on Murray. Yeah. They were on Murray. I mean, they both have enough speed to kind of run with Murray. There's they both have enough length. Jamal Murray say, and a seven foot dude who's right. as fast as Jamal Murray and shoots over everybody. Well, but the advantage that Durant has in playing with this Warriors team, you say that you know they dig themselves a hole and then let him bail them out. He's still getting fed the ball from four other all-stars. I mean, I, yeah. you know, Andre Iguodala is uh, the slouch on that team. And that guy's a finals MVP and was an all-star all those years in Philadelphia. And then it's like, Oh yeah. The guy that changed basketball and the way that's played uh, Steph Curry, do you mind passing me the ball so I can make a big shot? Cause they can't double team me because somebody has to stay on you. Cause you're one of the most lethal shooters in the history of the game. Oh, and your buddy Clay Thompson is the other most lethal shooter in the history of the game. And Draymond Green is one of the most menacing all-around players that the NBA has seen in years. Oh, yeah, if you guys can help me dig you out of the hole, that would be great. I mean, Kevin Durant has such an advantage where the re- part of the reason you can't double-team him is because you can't leave anybody open on that floor. Which is everything you just said is the exact reason why nobody in the next 10 years will recognize him as a top-five player. What, but wait, wait what, 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 what about when he goes to the Knicks and starts winning, winning all those games, oh, games yeah. out there, and, and 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 he's so good in New York, and him and Kyrie, they get get all the get all those championships, and they just keep winning. Well, he's going to the Nets. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Nets. No, <laughs> I, I mean that really is the reason. If if you know, I, I always like to think of players like this, like Kevin Durant or James Harden or LeBron James or any of them. I'd like to kind of think of them in you know, 10 years from now pictures, because that's where you're really going to kind of look back and say how they are. I mean, that's how we think of Michael Jordan. That's really how we think of Tim Duncan in the last, the decade before this was that, Hey, he was the greatest power forward in that decade. It was probably him and Kobe as the two best players in that decade. Kevin Durant. I know he's really talented, but I swear to you in 10 years when he's either, well, he will be retired at that point, but I, I, I don't think people will look kindly on him. Well, also, they'll see how yeah. many titles he has, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, he's playing with other Hall of Famers." Yeah, but you have to remember how devastatingly unlikable he is, too. Yeah, I don't think that burner really account, helps. bro. Well, and and the other thing too, just looking back now, I mean, look at all of the friggin' talent that Oklahoma City had when they had Harden, Westbrook, and Kevin Durant, Andy Baca, and never won a championship. I mean, what a what a waste! And 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 you're gonna look at that right now and look back and go, yeah, Kevin Durant had all that talent, but until he surrounded himself with a team that set the NBA record for most wins in a regular season, already won a championship. I mean, it's pretty obvious that that Kevin Durant is playing at another level. But again, you put anybody in that position where you can just kind of run free, and there's no better play that illustrates it that almost identical plays where you see Kevin Durant with no fatigue walk, walking up on a LeBron James who is absolutely exhausted because he's given everything he had in the NBA Finals just to drag his team to that point. Kevin Durant walks up, 
without even breaking a sweat, just nails a three that ends up being the dagger that killed him in the last two years. That's that's what Kevin Durant has the advantage of. That it's it's. I know people are starting to come around to the idea that he's the best player in basketball. No, he is the player in the best position in basketball where he doesn't have to give max effort all the time. He never has to carry that team, but he's allowed to carry that team because, dude, what are you going to do to stop him? If you really want to see the full potential of Kevin Durant, look at his last year at OKC. Yeah, That's what it was. It was basically he is an incredibly good scorer, but if he has to carry the team as time goes on, which means he has to play he has to play hard on the other side of the floor, he has to play hard defense. And he plays good defense. He he does. He but it's a good very, defensive team, too. He plays very good defense, but the difference between when he was doing that at OKC in the later years and when he's doing that now is that when he was doing it at OKC, he had to score on the other end. Oh, well, that's pretty much what LeBron James does all the time. When he's at uh, Golden State... I mean, Kevin Durant can pick between which sides of the ball he really wants to play. He can start playing really great defense and then defer and go, hey, Clay Thompson, you just take the ball for a little bit and drain a couple threes and we'll get ourselves in a comfortable spot. You know, then we'll start running some fast break and you guys find me trailing and, you know, whatever. Call this game in. I just 10 years from now. No, dude, you were a great scorer, and I know you won titles, but you're pretty much Robert Ory. You're, you're John Sally. Yeah. Yeah. That's who you are. I, and accept it. And when you go to the Knicks and you suck, everybody will know that's who you are. <laughs> and that will be fantastic. Yeah. I, I've got uh jerk. I, I've got I've got Terry Stotts going to Jake Lehman to shut him down. God, I wish. Uh I'm gonna take the Rockets in in game three. I think this is one of those games where the uh the the Warriors kind of lose their interest, put their guard down. You think Rock- home court will help them? Yeah, I do. I do. I think the Rockets I, I'll take the Rockets. I'll take him in game three and four. But, oh, yeah, that's 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 my super hot take is that anytime you think you know what's happening in the NBA, it, it, it goes the other way. James Harden with two red eyes is going to go out there and just daggers. Take that. Take that take to the uh, county fair because it's spicy hot. Spicy hot. That sauce is hot. We got some uh, baseball things we need to talk about. There was an 81 pitch shutout, pretty remarkable. A uh, an old Greg Maddox ad uh, makes its way back into Major League Baseball, and a few other things. We're going to talk with Jen Ellis, our baseball insider, Super A's fan, voice of Channel Q through Entercom. Jen Ellis joins us uh, next. Talk some baseball right here on the Center of the Saint. This is 1080 The Fan. Last night, hanging out at Dr. Jack's before the basketball game. Uh, you know, this is only, I think, the 12th game that the Blazers have played in May in, like, the last decade. But the weather's absolutely fantastic, standing out on the patio, kind of looking down at the river, just thinking about how great it would be to have baseball here in <laughs> Portland. That was the dominant conversation that we had uh, before the game. Obviously, once the game started, it was an all-time oh, classic. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but baseball is one of those things that has a certain kind of magic, especially on a nice day yeah. like yesterday. We welcome back Jen Ellis to Hi. talk a little. Thank you. Talk a little hardball. Yeah. So I saw that James Paxton, former Mariners ace, yeah. uh, goes on the uh, 10-day DL right. uh, for the Yankees. Right. And it, it it reminded me of something that you do uh, <laughs> every year when the playoffs come around. Mm-hmm. You take your... Uh, your beloved A's, yes. and you go through uh, old rosters and you put all of the guys playing mm-hmm. in the playoffs that were former <laughs> A's right. and put together your rosters, yes. which absolutely makes me crack up. Yep. I always wonder, do you root for or against 
former you players. Know, it, it really depends because sometimes uh, it, it, well, I guess it depends on like where they go. Um, but I think, you know, for the, uh, just, I guess I'll use an example of Josh Donaldson. Sure. Um, he was fantastic for the Oakland A's. And uh, we were all really sad to see him go. And he was sent to Toronto on Thanksgiving Day. And, uh, you know, they don't even celebrate Thanksgiving up there. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? But um, so, you know, when he came back to Oakland as a Toronto Blue Jay, you know, everybody cheered for him when he came up to bat, you know, because he just was so fantastic for the A's. And we just all had such a, you know, place in our hearts for him, you know, and it was just like, oh, God, you know, we still love him, <laughs> you know, you. you know, and then also to see him, you know, ground out to Matt Chapman was pretty awesome. But, you know, I mean, that that's always fun. But, um, you know, I guess it just depends. But like. I guess if they're, you know, oh, if all of my favorite former Oakland athletics are now on the Yankees, am I going to root for the Yankees? No. Yeah, well, yeah, like Jason Giambi going. Right. And, yes. well, and And there's certain situations where you know your team can't pay the guy. Right. And, and kind of the circumstances mm-hmm. in which they leave under yes. always make it weird. I mean, I'll never forget, you know, uh, seeing Ken Griffey Jr. in a Cincinnati mm-hmm. Reds uniform. Oh, man. It was yeah. just one of the most heartbreaking Ugh, things yes. ever in the history exactly. of uh, my sports fandom. Because, you know, you, you, I, I remember when he made his debut yes. is when I was really starting mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of grasp the the kind of all in, uh, you know, being my local team. It's when mm-hmm. I started going to games. You had Randy Johnson on yep. the team. You had uh, King Griffey Jr., Edgar, Tino. And it was yeah. just the, the, so those teams were so fun. But when mm-hmm. Griffey leaves, it just yeah. ends up being oh, so... Man. So bittersweet, but yeah. I just saw Paxton, who was often hurt and never really, uh, you know, was able to take the Mariners to right. the next level. So it just kind of made me chuckle this yeah. morning. And I, like, oh, well. part part mm-hmm. of it is the Yankees uniform too. Yes. That yeah, does that that, too. that's that's the one that's kind of punching the gut sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, really? But there you go. You got you got what you paid for. Yes. Uh, stupid Yankees. Um, <laughs> yes. Yesterday, uh, there was another thing that doesn't happen a whole ton in baseball, and this has kind of been a common theme since we've had you on, is kind of talking about these odd moments that happen in baseball. Mm -hmm. With all the history, it's just it's cool when kind of rare things happen. Uh, The Cubs pitcher Kyle Hendricks went out and threw a shutout. Yes. Just 81 pitches. Yeah. And you had the strikes-to-balls ratio. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, a complete game shutout in under 100 pitches is referred to as a Maddox in baseball because of Greg, Greg Maddox, Maddox yeah. Hall of Famer Greg Maddox, threw 13 of them in his career, 13 complete game shutouts in under 100 pitches. I'm trying to remember back. Greg Maddox, good, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. I think he might be in the Hall of Fame or something. But only, you know, there's only been a few other uh, players who have pitched multiple Maddoxes in their careers. One of them, Roy Roy Halladay, the late, great Roy yeah. Halladay. He threw five of them in his career. So. Yeah. But this was pretty awesome. I mean, Kyle Hendricks. He he's a stud too. We we saw him in you know in the World Series with the Cubs. He was so great, but um, I've always liked him. Yeah, so I'm but, glad he he had that. But a, yeah, guy history. guy with absolute poise. Um, yeah, 63 strikes yeah. out of 81 pitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that was, was the uh, fewest cool. pitches in a shutout since 2012. So just something that yeah. doesn't happen yeah. a, a whole ton. But what was your other Greg Maddox story? Oh, so we'll, have to, <laughs> we'll have to get the the photo to. I know it's like oh hey visual on radio. Um, <laughs> Looks pretty sweet. <laughs> Looks good, huh? We'll have to have uh, Will find it and put it on our social media. Yeah, it's really yeah. cute. I'll forward it to you. So um, the Oakland A's, uh, one of their top prospects, Sky Bolt, 
outfielder, outfielder Sky Bolt, which is a pretty cool name, I think, for a baseball Sky player. Sky Bolt? <laughs> like, his parents yeah. were like, dude, he's yeah. going to play baseball. He's going to be a baseball player. So he uh, he's a pretty good utility guy. He got called up from uh, AAA uh, Las Vegas yesterday to make his major league debut with the A's uh, in their first uh, interleague play against the Pirates. So, um, But the funny story was that Sky Bolt was a child actor, and he appeared in a grocery store ad with Greg Maddox as a kid. <laughs> and Greg Maddox is handing him a baseball, and he's saying, at this such-and-such grocery store, one quick stop, and all you need to feed, you'll get all you need to feed the whole roster of future big leaguers. You know, and then the little kid's standing there with his, you know, no teeth in his face, and he's, ah, and he's taking the ball from him. So that was Sky Bolt. He was called up to the majors yesterday. Yeah. So he was a, a little kid in, in uh, 2001. He was seven years old in this commercial with Greg Maddox. So, yeah. Uh, you had your baseball moment this week, or uh, at least uh, your audition. Uh, you oh, went, you yeah, went, that was fun. You went and did the Hillsborough yeah, Ops one. Yeah, How much was fun, fun was that to do the PA I thing? loved it. It was really cool. I was just like, well, you know, at the very least, I get to hear my voice on the PA system, which was really fun. But, yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, so if it. anybody missed yeah. uh, uh, last week, we were talking with Jen getting her set up uh, on Wednesday, I believe they did the open auditions for the Hillsborough Hops mm-hmm. uh, PA announcer yes. position. Yes. Um, so you went in, just read a couple mm-hmm. lines, did the whole thing. Yeah, they gave me like a little false lineup with some fake names and things like that. And there were two short stops in the lineup. And, um, you know, they just had me read read a, a few names and, and then read like a little little promo about their uh, their mascot, Barley. The hop in the hat and the plant in the pants or plant in <laughs> pants. <laughs> yes, they plant have a... Plant in the pants? Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, wait a minute. That you had to read that? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you put a little bit of inflection on it? Of and course. the plant in the pants. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Wink and nod and tip cap. Right. Exactly. Anyway. Yes. Moving uh. on. No, it was really fun. I, I enjoyed it. And everybody over there was great. The, the whole uh, uh, group of folks that works at the Hops, they were all very welcoming. And everybody that was trying out was nice and, you know, congratulating each other and saying, oh, great job. Good job done. And, you but know. But they sucked, right? Oh no! The everybody, field. everybody was great. The field sucked. <laughs> the uh, field. The, conversa- the private conversation you right. and I had. The field sucked. Right, right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> no, not at all. But it was really nice to. I mean, you know, I mean, we've we've all worked in radio for quite a a bit of time and we're all kind of jaded and everything but I still think it's really cool when people say oh yeah I heard you talk about blah 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 and it was just it was so great because you know one of the guys there was like oh did I hear you talking with the guys on Saturday about Dan Marino a few weeks ago and I was like yes exactly I was an extra in Ace Ventura Pet Detective and this guy heard it on the radio this makes total sense that somebody recognized Jane before they recognize uh or Jen sorry I'm like it's Jane Yeah, I recognize Jane, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that Jane is really great no, on that show with uh, Kyle and Ernie. I know. And I honestly, I forget everybody's name as soon as they introduce themselves. So, um, But, yeah, he was a very nice guy. And, you know, I mean, it, it's always really cool, I think, to, to meet listeners when they, you know, don't know that you're the one well, yeah, that well, is talking on the air. Well, we'll be the first to, to wish fun. you good luck with that. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll do callbacks. I guess they'll the do. Top. Yeah, they said they'd do callbacks next week, and they'll probably call back the you know top five people for 
interviews with the with the office, the front office. And remind me the the hop season. It's a, it's it's just it's, an abbreviated season because it's Class A, the, the Class A affiliate yeah. for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's, it's yeah. single A, short yeah. season, mm-hmm. summer, whatever it yes. is. But they start up in June, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like June to end of August. And if there's playoff games, they would go into September. Yeah, so, so. we yeah. are really pulling for you for two reasons. One, we really <laughs> want you to get the job, and two, this show needs some type of like authority like a, like, so, a local celebrity no, it just it needs some like some yeah. authenticity because okay. it doesn't yeah. have any yeah yeah former fullback for oregon yes. state doesn't <laughs> quite carry us through nah, baseball season, it's, so. it doesn't really do Not that much. and just overall total just having yeah. some type of kind of some gusto to the show <laughs> right so i don't know who you write the email <laughs> or the letter to with the hillsborough hops but send it and you want jen ellis or or yes. jane ellis no <laughs> To be the uh, not Jane. No, not Jane. No, no, I not don't know who Jane is. Jane's no, Jen terrible. with two N's. Yeah, Jen, Jen with two Ellis. N's. So write yeah. your local congressman. Yes. Tell him you want Jen Ellis to be the uh, public address announcer <laughs> for your Hillsboro Hops. That would be fantastic. Uh, and you can hear her for all 31 home games, hopefully. Yay. So uh, very cool that you went yes. out and did that. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, good experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming Yay. by and talking baseball Thanks, with it. We'll do it again next week. Okay, dope. Uh, but it is Derby Day, yes. so go mint on. Julep. Yeah, go to mint juleps. Go on to Twitter at Center Saint Ten Eighty. We've got a poll question up for you, and we'd love to get your answers for that. And we'll read them on the air next. But first, Will Darkens brings you your sports news update. That's right. We are pimping all over the world. I mean, if ever a song was written to be rejoined music for the Center and the Saint, this is it. Yes. No? I would have thought it would be the Benny Hill soundtrack. Oh, yeah, maybe it's that, too. Pretty much. It's This show is two hours of the Benny Hill soundtrack. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so I was talking with Jen Ellis uh, after our baseball segment, and I didn't realize that you were such a huge derby fan, oh, yeah. Jen. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Um, what is it? The Rose City Rollers? The, the roller derby? Isn't that what we were talking about? I like yeah. the roller derby. <laughs> it's 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 funny. Every year we get to Derby Day, and I forget that the Kentucky Derby's there until I like pull up like Friday night, look at the sports sports stories, the like, snort stories, sure, sure. the smart snorties, talking for the weekend, and uh, realize how excited people get for the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, and I feel like it's just a sporting event that like every year loses half of its fans to old age. Like, I feel like Brent Musburger and Jim Nance are just sitting there just like, this is the greatest day of my life. And they're super fans. But I was watching, like, all the celebrity panels that they're trying to bring in and all these other athletes to draw in young people. <laughs> right. I have no interest whatsoever in the Derby except for to make fun of it. Yeah. The costumes are amazing, though. It is, it's cosplay for rich people. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the hats are exquisite. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then, it's, and then you're going to catch Wes Welker on Molly just throwing $100 <laughs> bills in the air. So. Dude, do you blame him, though? Like, if I was still doing Molly, that would be a really great place to do Molly. It really would. Seriously. I mean, I know there's not, like, a lot of energy going on, but, like, all the hats are funny. <laughs> um, you know. I, I will say going to the horse track the few times that I did was always kind of fun. Yeah. But you always feel kind of weird and out of place. Yeah. Like exactly. Just, they're just yeah. dirty. Yeah. yeah but but not, not filthy dirty. Just you're like, how dirty am I right now? You're kind of in this <laughs> weird, like, in between. Like, am I Ashton Kutcher dirty? That's a very good yeah. question. Uh, so to involve all of our listeners with the Kentucky Derby, we bought a horse. We did. So uh, go to at Center Saint 1080 on Twitter and uh, Will, we have a poll there. What does it say? Well, we did buy a, ho- a horse, and uh, both of our mortgages are now 
completely screwed, but <laughs> we did it. And we're training it for next year, but we want to decide on what we want to name it. So, your options. And I guess you can have some write-ins on the Better You Today text sign 55305 if you'd like. But your options on Twitter are Squeedunk. Squeedunk. Now, where does that come from? Uh, that was uh, my mom, the name of my mom's cat in college. <laughs> Squeedunk. <laughs> Uh, when the cat was in college or when your mom was in college? The, the cat. Okay. Uh, and then you could also choose sat on my keys because that hurts. It does. Uh, you could also choose, uh, this is a good one, mysterious crotch itch. Yeah. <laughs> but the leader right now, actually, with about 44% of the vote is uh, Steve. Jen, Steve, what's, your, Jen, like what's your favorite? Yeah, I like Steve. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I'm a fan or of mysterious it, crotch itch. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not. I know you are. But as a horse name, it all started when I sat on my keys. Here ever comes, since then. Here yeah. comes Mysterious Crotchich, <laughs> bending around the corner. Uh, so Steve actually comes from a buddy of mine I did stand-up with years and years ago, a guy named Dustin Gertz named every pet that he ever had Steve. Steve. Yeah. Even when he had overlapping pets, like he had a cat and a snake at the same time, and they were <laughs> both, both named Steve. Steve. But yeah, every pet that he ever had. Uh, he has kids now. I don't know if any of them are named Steve, but I would they like to think. They probably all are. I would like <laughs> to think that there probably should be. We really should have brought mint juleps. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm very disappointed in you, Jen, for not showing up I, with cocktails. I know. Well, I was just... my. Uh, Cinco de Mayo is on my mind. I was thinking of margaritas, and then I was like, oh, but wait, there's also oh. the mint julep. This is like drunk weekend, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. you just get We need to like have Monday sloshed. off as a holiday. Yeah, you get completely sloshed for, for sure. the derby, and then you get up and you get sloshed again for Cinco. I yeah. never thought about that. I never celebrated those two. Does this Are they, happen a lot? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm wondering like how often that happens where they fall back to back. Yeah, I mean, I guess, is it always the first weekend in May that they do the Derby? I don't, I don't I, yeah. That's, I don't know who, who can knows? Google it but, faster. But we, <laughs> we, do know, we do know that Cinco de Mayo, not always uh, on a weekend. I can no, tell you no not always. I, can, I yes. can promise you that. I know that, that. That information about the calendar, I certainly know. Um, so what are the chances either of you to watch any part of the Derby? No, uh, absolutely zero. Yeah, and actually, zero. this is where I'm going to uh, put out my animal, animal cruelty side. Of I actually don't enjoy this because I think it's really weird what they do to horses. What do you mean the tiny person they put on to whip it down the track? Uh, not only <laughs> that, but the fact that uh, they're absolutely just performance beings. And it's not like in the NFL where it's like, hey, if you can't cut it, we're just going to cut you and then you can try to live your life. It's, hey, we're going to cut you and then we're going to shoot you in the head and you're dead. Listen, Mysterious Crotch Itch was Glue. born to run. And <laughs> Mysterious Crotch Itch has no better moment in his entire life then he's out there racing down the track. Mm -hmm. You you don't know how much it means to just unleash Mysterious Crotchich yeah. out there and have him just go for it all. Not very good at penicillin, though. <laughs> uh, Boomer is in with a uh, with a name for a horse. Poopy Fizzle. Oh. I believe no. that, I believe that comes from Poopy adorable. Fizzle. I believe yeah. that comes from Primetime. Earlier this week, I like I, poopy fizzle. Poopy fizzle. I I believe that is a uh, is a Isaac Rop term that was created this week. There's somebody else, uh, Baller McBallerson. <laughs> Baller <laughs> McBallerson was was Horsey Mc, McHorseface a was that a thing? I don't remember that. I feel like that was a. I feel like that was a thing. Poopy Next. fizzle. Poopy fizzle sounds like a bad white rapper name. Oh, Ooh. it sounds like a fantastic white rapper name. DJ Poopy Fizz. DJ Poopy <laughs> Fizz. Uh, so on the Better You Today text line, it, we have uh, next year's Derby. 
is on Cinco de Mayo. So next oh. year oh might be the year to go. We'll talk to the boss. Yeah. We'll have him send the three of us to the Derby next year. Okay. That seems reasonable, right? Yeah, well, we don't ask a lot. No. We don't. We ask next just, to nothing. Yeah. yeah. We just need somebody to sponsor it, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At the very least. <laughs> well, we have to actually pay him to be here. Oh, right. Which is true. fair. Right, yes. Uh, another one on your mysterious <laughs> Jokic. Mysterious jockey. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you got well played. You well, obviously read books. Um, is there what? What is the comparable for for sporting events to the Derby? This is one that I always think of. Like throughout the year, there's ones that just kind of sneak up on you, and you just kind of go, "Oh yeah, that's still a thing." Is yeah, it, is there like a championship polo round or something that pops up, and it's like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing too." Still. I think for huh. major market sports fan, it's uh, Wimbledon. Oh yeah, because that's something yeah. you love. Well, uh, it's not only that, but there's a lot of pageantry behind yes. Wimbledon, and there's, I mean. The Kentucky Derby is just all pageantry. That's exactly. it for the casual sports fan. And so when Wimbledon comes around the corner, you start to think of the whole, like, berries and cream thing and tea and everybody's wearing white. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, that, that's probably the one that first comes to mind for me. As a tennis fan, Wimbledon is the one you, like, actually yes. circle on the calendar and you go, okay, I'm waiting for that. So week. is that how you look at Because I know you look at Wimbledon as a tennis fan. Uh, I think there's probably more golf fans that look at the Masters. But do yeah. you see the Masters the same way? I guess I'm not so enthralled with golf. I was this past year with the Masters just because Tiger. But um, I don't know. With the Masters, it seems like more of a thing of the past couple of years. It seemed like more of a thing of will Tiger win it? It's not so much about the event and the pageantry of it and how great it is and everything. It's more just to kind of about, oh, my God, is Tiger going to win this one? Where Wimbledon, it was kind of like that with Federer back in the 2000s where you were just waiting for Federer to win yeah. another one. And now it's just more like, hey, it's the event again. Yeah. yeah. So if you get the invite, and I know you would take Wimbledon, so I'll take it out of it. But the Better You Today text line came in with a couple good suggestions. So, Jen, I'll ask you first. Okay. You, and we'll, we'll put Wimbledon in for you. You get an invite. You get one of these events. You can go to Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. You can go to the Masters. You can go to the Kentucky Derby, or you can go to the Indianapolis 500. Which oh, one are you going to? I'm definitely going to Wimbledon for sure. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So Hands no, down. no Wimbledon for you, Will. Same one. So you can go to the, what we'll say, Daytona 500, Indianapolis 500, the Masters, or the Kentucky Derby. Will Wes Welker be accompanying me there? No, but Danny Amendola will. No idea what kind of behavior he'll be. On. No idea what kind of drugs he's bringing? No, I don't even know if he's bringing drugs. He might be sober. Oh, I don't want to hang out with that sober <laughs> Danny Amendola. I'm not saying he will be sober. I just don't know that he'll be high on Molly. Yeah, well, that's that's a little frightening because he's just going to talk about himself the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Well, and that he knows Tom Brady. Yeah. I think he's that guy. Oh, I'm, so he's hanging out with Tom Brady, just name drops like crazy. I guess I'll go the Masters just because of how nice it looks. Now, Daytona 500 or any of those car races, like I feel like i got to be pretty blitzed to be at those. <laughs> Like, if I'm going to sit and watch cars go around in circles for five hours, like, I, I need at least, like, ten beers. Yeah, I've heard Indianapolis 500 is just, it's a spectacle. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, but I went to a NASCAR truck race. I, somebody gave us tickets, and my wife and I went. It's the loudest, craziest place, that, like, that you've ever I fell asleep. 
I fell asleep during the race because they just kept going around in circles, yeah. and I don't know That's who any of is. the drivers are, yeah. and they're in NASCARs except for they have a truck bed. It's like exactly the same thing. They don't even really look like trucks, and I just keep watching them go around, and all the people around me are really excited, and it's just crazy loud, and I fell asleep like three times. My wife just elbows me. She's like, you want to go? I'm like, oh, I thought he'd never ask. Please. I could not wait to leave, but then I had fallen asleep, so my memory slipped a little bit. I had no idea where we parked. There's 9,000 cars in the oh, parking no. lot. It was easily one of the worst experiences at a sporting event I've ever had. It was awful. I can't believe nobody yelled, oh, you think you're better than me at you? Oh, yeah, like, well, and that's, that's the thing. is Because that would have been it. That, if I was a NASCAR fan oh, and yeah. I saw a dude sleeping in the crowd, I'd probably come up and give you a shove on the shoulder and go, you think you're better than me? Yeah, I Sleeping do. at my event, yeah. the thing I look forward to the whole year. And the grandstands are humongous there, so it's like you have maybe like 12 seats across in an NBA arena, so most you're going through like seven or eight people. Mm-hmm. It felt like we had to go past like 100 people, oh. too, to get to the aisle mm-hmm. and then get out there, and it's just a sea of cars. I have no, ever, where, no idea where they are. Did it smell? Oh, uh, no, it was, uh, there was no smell at all. That's surprising. No, of course it smelled. Are you kidding oh, me? It's, oh, it's yeah. a NASCAR. It's a truck series event. It's like bad malt liquor, chew, and Doritos. And and burnt rubber. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, the, there's a car exhaust and, and rubber and, yeah. Farts. You know, really, if you go to any, like, it smell, music it, festival or, like, gathering of a large group of people, it always smells like farts. Smell like Aston Kutcher in a motorhome. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. Like, I, I just, I encourage anybody, if you go to a concert, you go to a high school football game, you go to a movie theater, just any gathering of large people, just, uh, listeners, the next time, just take a moment to sit there, take a whiff and go, does it smell like farts in here? Because it's probably going to smell like farts. Yep. It literally smells like farts anywhere with a lot of people in one room. Well, that was that was one of the things, and this is controversial, but I uh, I was disappointed when smoking left bars because it just smelled like farts instead of stale beer. Of- it does. Yeah. I would rather have cigarette smoke than farts. farts yeah. Yeah. Especially like really divey bars. You just walk in, you're like, oh, oh, somebody spilled a beer a month ago and never cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. And that guy and that guy and that woman and those two people all farted within the last 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had that in college where yeah. I went back to the college bar that I always go to and I, I wasn't drunk and I walked up to the dance floor on the uh, second floor in Corvallis and I uh, I go immediately, I go, what is that smell? Yeah. Yeah. And my friends go, Farts. Yeah. They go, that's what it smells like up here. I go, no, it doesn't. They go, yes, Yes. it does. You've just been really drunk every time you've come up here. I didn't realize that the the extra added value of drinking is it masks fart farts. Smell. Yeah, there it you does. Go. Yeah, because you're smelling your own belch. It no yeah. longer yeah. smells like farts. Or your in own this beer room. farts. Oh yeah, it yeah. could be. Oh, that Canadian too. beer farts. Blech. You drink a Canadian beer, you're farting for a month. Oh man, yeah. that's weird. Mm-mm. Yeah. You ever drink Canadian beer? Uh, I don't know. It'll make you fart. Get a Molson. Okay. We'll test it out. Oh, test I can't it out wait. Later That's what I'm going to go do right yeah. now after the show. Yeah, get some Kokanee, yeah. get some uh, get some Molson, and, and you fart the day away. Oh, I can't wait. Jen, thank you so much for staying with us to talk Derby. I feel, like, I feel like really, really <laughs> you got some insightful, really valuable Derby talk. Oh. I hope everybody's ready for the event. I know. And we will tell you what to watch next. We'll wrap things up right here on The Center and the Saint. This is 1080. The fan.
Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. If you are just joining uh, our program, uh, I don't normally, uh, you know, recommend it this highly, but you need, you must go back and download the podcast. Go to 1080thefan.com. I mean, just, you talk about quality entertainment front to back. Uh, the recap of the Blazers, our, you know, insane evaluation of what's going to happen at the Derby, all of the... NFL talk. I mean, it's just this has been as as valuable a conversation about sports as has ever existed, and it's all documented for you to go back and listen to. And it's on 1080thefan.com. So I, I cannot recommend it strongly enough that you go back and educate yourself on mini camps, on the Kentucky Derby, and an evaluation of what happened in the Blazers game. Uh, but right now, it's time for what to watch. Uh, Will, we've got the Rockets and the Warriors as the only game today, but the rest of the series uh, continue through the weekend. What are you watching in sports? What? <laughs> huh? What are you watching in sports? What am I watching in sports this weekend? Obviously, I'm going to watch tomorrow, uh, game four. Uh, but what I really am going to watch in game four is the fatigue factor for the Nuggets. Yeah. I, I mean... Again, we, we go back to what we were talking about in the first hour, the whole fatigue of not only being uh, mentally tired, but emotionally exhausted from this last game. If you are Denver, and we said it too, that you know whoever lost that game last night, it kind of felt like you were going to lose the series. And it's really difficult for a Denver team to come back in game four and try to get a win-win. Also, you're not in your home court. You're still in Portland. So... Blazers are going to have that benefit of having the crowd behind them to pick them up a little bit when they're uh, feeling tired, when it gets you know right around to the second half. So I'm going to be watching for the fatigue factor. I'm going to be watching uh, for Damian Lillard to take over the game. Uh, he's, he's your closer. Uh, he hasn't been huge in game two and three. Obviously, he always makes an impact on the game just by being on the floor. But I think it's one of those games where he goes and he kind of is the engine that drives the team. He's, he's not a guy... Uh, that lets a team get away with, uh, you know, a the rebound from that game, right? If they're if they're physically and mentally tired, if the Nuggets are down, Damian Lillard is that alpha that's going to go out and go. All right, you don't get a chance to get back in this series. So that's what I'm looking for. I ex that's what I expect, and I'm just going to see what his presence looks like. I'd love to see uh, CJ have a repeat performance, but I really think it's going to be Dame. Uh, and I so I'm, I'm going to look. I'm going to look for him to be way more aggressive. Well, and it also seems like with this series, it's been a, a pattern of, like, somebody will have a hot game, and then you just go completely cold the next. I mean, yeah. that was 
all of the Denver Nuggets <laughs> in uh, in game two. But, uh, I mean, it, it's, it, it just seems to be that way. So I agree with you. You want to see if Dame's going to be able to pick it up here. He is getting double teamed most of the time when he brings the ball up the court. That's why a lot of people saying, you know, where did he go? He's disappearing in the series. Why isn't he playing better? Well, he's having to play pretty hard defense on Jamal Murray. He's getting double teamed. He's, he's distributing the ball. And you have to be happy about the fact that he's finding dudes like Rodney Hood uh, he's finding dudes like Seth Collins to yep. make plays for him, make everybody better around him. That's the sign of a good leader. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you hope he'll start to play well. All right, before we look at what to watch outside of sports, I want to remind you that what to watch is brought to you by Encore Audio Video. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a fully automated, custom-designed home theater, there's no better place to start than the Encore Audio Video showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Will, what are you watching outside of sports? Hmm... Let me uh, look through the TV a little bit here. Well, trying to... well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, you tell me uh, while I scroll through. <laughs> uh, Google reminded me uh, this morning that it is the 73rd birthday of Eddie Icow. Any idea who that is? Uh, I'm gonna throw a shot in the dark and say chess. Eddie Icow is a surf legend. Uh, he is a uh, Hawaiian-born uh, surfer, but he's also uh, a, a kind of a hero. Uh, if you ever go to Hawaii, you'll see uh, Eddie Would Go t-shirts around. Uh, Quicksilver has a lot of stuff branded with him. But Eddie Icow was a guy that was not only a, like a championship surfer back in the 60s, but he was also a guy that uh, became one of the first li- lifeguards at the world's most dangerous beach, attempted more than 500 rescues in his uh, lifeguard career, and never failed to save somebody uh, from dangerous waters. And then he lost his life uh, going to try to save uh, a, a bunch of people that were capsized in a boat, just took off on a surfboard, and never came back. So he was a guy that disappeared. But there's a 30 for 30 that you can go find uh, and watch uh, the legend of Eddie Icow. So I'm going to watch that, and I recommend everybody do the same. It's a really cool story. I'm going to watch Liar Liar at 4.30 <laughs> on Comedy Central because I haven't seen that movie in a while. And it's pretty funny. Uh, speaking of Jim Carrey, also go watch the new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Apparently it's so bad that they have to completely redesign the character of Sonic the Hedgehog because there's so many complaints well, about it. because he's creepy. It's so terrible Dude, looking. he has human teeth. I read that. Why? Why do that? They're completely redesigning the character before the movie comes out because of the backlash. He has human teeth. It's like putting dentures on a dog. Why? Why would you do that? Because that's hilarious. Scare the crap out of children. Do children even know who Sonic the Hedgehog is? They still, Sega hasn't been a thing in 20 years. Does anybody even know or care who Sonic the Hedgehog is? Uh, Big thanks to Jen Ellis for joining us to talk baseball. Big thanks to Will Darkens, as always. Very excited for the Blazers game uh, for tomorrow, and we will catch up on everything that happened this week and next. Next week, uh, I'm out. You're in. I'm done for today. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.